Hi, welcome and thank you for listening to the Fearless Adventure podcast. My name is Fearle and I'm taking you with me on a journey. In this podcast, I will give you a glimpse into my location independent free life. I will tell you about the challenges of online entrepreneurship as a nomad, about finding the right mindset to grow and how you can experience real freedom in your own non-nomadic life. My name is Fearle and welcome to Fearless Adventure. Hello, it is time for a new episode and I have been waiting to record something, but just inspiration didn't hit. And I think today is the perfect day to record a couple of episodes and just talk a little while and and update you guys on how everything has been going. Because I have been in Las Palmas now for two and a half months and it has been a journey. So I thought today's episode should be about living as a digital nomad in a city. I have no clue what I'm going to say. I have nothing prepared. I just, I want to update you guys on, on everything. I've been here and I've been just living the life and enjoying and exploring the island, but it hasn't always been that good. It's not that every day is happiness and sunshine. Some days are harder than, than other days. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to go out, speak Spanish. I just want to be in my own cocoon and, I don't know, have an easy life without having to hustle all the time, without having to to work every second. And I don't mean working, but I mean it can be so annoying or tiresome to be in a country where you don't really speak the language so it's it can be so hard on you to always have to try to convey your message in a language that you're not comfortable speaking so that can be pretty hard and I know some days I just I don't want to go out to the store I don't want to go to a restaurant I don't want to try to speak Spanish I just want to stay home, be in my own little bubble and speak English with my friends and and just live like that. So of course there are days that I'm just sitting at home and I'm ordering food and I'm I'm not going out. But there are days that I go out and that I do whatever and usually I don't speak with that much people anyway. So it's not like it's a big difference but sometimes you're just I don't I want to be invisible. I don't want to be seen by anyone. And on those days, it's really nice that we are still wearing masks here inside and a lot of people still outside. So if you are in this hiding vibe, you can just put on your mask, put on your sunglasses and just do whatever because nobody's going to recognize you anyway. So that can be nice sometimes too, to just cocoon and and hide a little bit and, and live your own life without being in contact with other people. But yeah, that's not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about my living arrangements because it can be hard to to live as a nomad because, well, it depends if you're going to settle down and, and how long you're willing to stay somewhere. It is finally opening up a little bit. It's getting really busy every week. There are lots of digital nomads arriving and you can really tell by the... The problems with getting an apartment here. I I am not the only one that's constantly searching for an apartment. I was lucky to find a lovely apartment 
before I came here. So I had this place for at least six weeks that I could call home and where I could just chill and I don't know, just start my life here a little bit, exploring that part of the island. And well, I say that part of the island, but if you've been to Gran Canaria, it's not that it's such a big island. And Las Palmas, it is a big city, but the center of the city where every digital nomad is living is not that big. But I was in La Isleta, and that's like the the top part. And I was, I've never been there. So I was exploring La Isleta, I was exploring El Capital. I was just on the beach, on the mountain, and I was doing my thing. And then after those six weeks, I had to move out. And at that point, I was just so confident that I would find something. And I didn't. I moved into a hostel for a couple of days and I got shit crazy there. It was not so social. It was, everyone was speaking Italian. Everybody knew each other already. And I, I don't know, the room was smelly because there was this drunk guy sleeping there all the time. And I don't know, it didn't feel like the hostel environment that I wanted to be in. So I was really lucky that I had a friend from my yoga retreat that opened up her house to me and I could live with her for two weeks. So that was really nice. And I'm still so grateful for those two weeks. But it was also a bit hard because you're constantly living in someone else's space. And I know that I tend to, I want to not be a burden. So I don't want to be in the kitchen when she wants to cook. So I almost never ate in, in that apartment or had something prepared when she was gone. But yeah, I don't know. It it was lovely to stay there. And yet I didn't feel at home there. I, I always felt like, oh, I need to be quiet. I need to be this. I need to be that. So it took me a while to settle in there and, and really feel confident being there. And then I, it was already time for me to move out again because she needed the space again. So I was lucky that when I had to move out of her place, it was on the 17th of October, I found a place that I could move into on the 19th of October. So there were just a couple of days, two days that I had to spend elsewhere. And we were planning to go away on the 17th of October anyway to sleep on the beach and celebrate my birthday. Well, we didn't end up with our original plan to that beach, but we did end up sleeping at the beach. So I was one night homeless, <laughs> sleeping in a tent on the beach. And it's, it, I don't know, it was lovely. I loved that evening. It was so, so nice to do that really out of my comfort zone because I was scared as shit. But yeah, it was fun. We were planning to sleep on the secluded beach and there wouldn't be any people there. So that was really safe. But now we're just sleeping at the beach in the city, El Confital. And I was just afraid that the police would come and would send us away or that someone would try to get in our tent and stuff like that. So I was just a bit scared about it, but it was still a really nice experience. And I'm so happy that I did that. Uh, the next morning I was with a friend that was working in a hostel. So the next morning we went to the hostel and I could check in and I spent there one night. It was the same hostel where I'd been before. It's called The Garden. And this time I was in a different room and that changed everything. The room was a female only dorm. It was spacious. It was light. It had a window. It, it was amazing. It was a, a really good experience. I worked on the roof terrace again, had a good session there. So it, it really, it felt way better than how it felt the last time I was there. So this time I was a bit sad actually that I was leaving. 
But then I moved into this apartment where I'm sitting right now and I call it the penthouse because it is. It is on the sixth floor without an elevator. So that's not really nice, but yeah, you get used to it. And it has this big ass terrace. I can just lay there in the sun. I could take a shower there because I have an outdoor shower. I have a big living room with a proper couch with lots of windows. It's very light. And then I have downstairs, I have my my little bathroom and it's really cool. It's not that hot, even though you are technically on the on the top level, but it's still, it's such a nice place. But I have to leave it again. And when I get in, got into this place, I knew it was going to be for two and a half weeks, but it might be three or four because it depended on if the, the owner would extend their trip a little bit. And she was really specific about it. She wanted someone that was flexible and because she was really confident that she would stay a little bit longer. Well, it ended up that she didn't stay a little bit longer. So now I'm in the hunt for an apartment again. So this is going to be the the third time that I'm moving within five weeks. And I don't know, this time it freaks me out because I know that there are so much more digital nomads here. And when there are so many digital nomads coming, that's difficult because there, there are only so much apartments and people are raising the prices. People don't want to rent it out to foreigners because they, they tend to leave earlier. So they really want to have contracts for a year and make sure that you stay there for at least a year. And every time you call up someone because you want to rent an apartment, they're like, no, it's not for you. It We had such hard experiences with that and I'm I'm a bit scared to to call people to to arrange something I don't know it I didn't expect it to be this hard especially because when I decided to come here back in June there were apartments everywhere and they were cheap and it was easy so I really didn't expect that it would be so hard to find a new place after the six weeks were gone and I thought oh that's easier to arrange when I'm there but I don't know. Everything that I saw was really dark, really Spanish, really, I don't know. It's I'm really looking for this light apartment with a place to work because I have to work online. I have to be able to do my calls or my classes. And especially I, I want to live with uh, my former roommate. We we had a good connection and we, we are the same. We can be quiet. We can have fun. It, I don't know. It feels good to, to live with her. So we want to live together, but it's so hard to find something. And I don't know, when you're working from home with two people, you really need to have enough space. You don't want to be in a 50 meter square meter apartment. You just, you want to have space between you that if someone needs to, to have a call in the living room, you can go to your bathroom and, and do a cold air or on a terrace. In our old apartment, I always used to go up to the roof terrace and have my calls there. And oh, I love that place. It was such a nice place. It didn't look like a Spanish apartment at all. It, I could see the sea from the terrace or <laughs> through the windows of my neighbor. And it was just, it was a lovely place. It, it really, it was the best place I could wish for starting my time here. And now I just, I don't know. I have four weeks left and then I go back home for a week. And after that, I'm flying back here. So I want to find a place for at least the next couple of months but uh, I don't know when I I left 
the Netherlands to go here, I thought, all right, I'm going to have a place to stay so I can bring a little bit more than I usually bring. So I brought a little bit more clothing that I usually not take with me if I go travel. But normally I would travel around, so I needed to be able to carry it on my back. And I didn't really, really took that in mind this time. So I had two big bags when I left. And well, when I got here, I bought a couple of things. I bought a yoga mat. I I got a sleeping bag for my friend. I, I have lots of stuff all of a sudden. And now it's too much to carry around. I need three or four bags. So that's that's something that's really annoying me. So I am going to take home lots of my stuff when I go home. I'm going to wear lots of those pieces, but I, can, I will also leave those in the Netherlands. But yeah, that I just realized that every time... Having stuff with you, it limits me. It gets me annoyed a little bit. So I'm really thinking about, all right, what can I give away? What can I throw away? What don't I need anymore? And what do I really want to keep? So I hope I can limit my space. I will probably this weekend leave a bag at a friend. So the stuff that I really don't need that I can leave at her place. And that's that's the bag that I'm going to take home to the Netherlands. And then I hope that I can fit everything in the other two bags so I can travel with two bags and it's easier. Because I, I just, I, I forgot that when I travel here on the island, I need food and water as well. And normally when you leave a place, you, you don't, I don't know, I calculate that I don't have to bring that much. But yeah, it's just, it's annoying. And it's, I forgot that this could be such a big thing as a nomad you don't really have a place to call home especially back in the day I used to travel from hostel to hostel so then I knew that I didn't have my own place but that was fine because that was what I set my mind to but this time around I really I set my mind to living somewhere for a while so I wanted to make it my own I want to have a blanket I want to have my scarf I always use it as a blanket I want to have my scented candle. I want to have a smoothie maker, stuff like that. So I have those things now, but those are also the things that are annoying when you have to move because they're a little bit bigger, they're clunky. I don't know. It's it's an, it's a little bit annoying to me. But the funny thing is that the last time when I had to move out of my own old apartment, I wasn't stressed at all. I, I still felt like, all right, I will find something. I can always go to a hostel if it doesn't work out. And this time it is completely different because it's getting so busy again. The tourism start really started, season started here. So the hostels are full. There, there aren't, there isn't that much space in the hostels anymore. So all my backup plans are gone. And I don't know, I'm freaking out a little bit. But I know I'm, I am going to find something. I, I know I'm going to stay here. And I always can go back to the hostels that I've been at. I could volunteer there. I'm not sure if I want to clean five hours a day, but I can make it work. But yeah, there's always options. I know I won't be homeless. I've got enough friends here to sleep on their couches if it's really necessary. I don't prefer that. I'd rather stay in a hostel and sleep in a dorm with 12 people than stay at a friend's place because then you always have to tiptoe around a bit a little bit i think that's just something in my mind but yeah i would rather stay at a hostel but yeah so 
that's what I wanted to share about my digital nomad experience in between houses and getting a bit fed up with it. I know it, it just, it's not the normal happy episode that I will record, but I know I just, I need to get it out of my system. I just need to let it all go. So that was what this episode for me was about. And I thought for you, it might be just a little insight of how life is as a digital nomad in a country where you don't speak the language. All right. If you have any questions about living as a digital nomad, let me know because I would love to answer them. Just send it to me through Instagram. My handle is V-E-E-R-L-E-Z. And that is fearless. It's not with an F, with a V. I get lots of questions every time I have to spell my name about that. People always spell it with an F, but it's with a V. So, all right. Thank you for listening. And I would love to talk to you soon. Ciao. Thank you for getting along on my journey and listening to another episode of Fearless Adventure. Would you like more information on the topic of this episode? Then take a look at the show notes on fearlessadventure.nl. Give your opinion or want to screenshot this episode on Instagram, you can find me and tag me on Instagram at fearless. That is V-E-E-R-L-E-Z, fearless. Can't wait to hear from you and see you next time.